Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. Ow, I'm Dane. <laughs> I'm Luke. And my stomach is a-gurgling, because I just had eggs. Yeah. Not for this show, though. No, not for this show. <laughs> that was for something completely different, but little known fact, well, not that unknown, my body does not like eggs. Or cumin. Or cumin, but for, for completely different reasons. <laughs> I think we're getting a little distracted here, Dane. Yes, we are getting a little distracted. With that out of the way, though, my personal health be... Damned. Yeah, my personal health be damned. Our first drink for today is the Gorilla Tit. <laughs> He's not looking forward to this, and frankly, neither am I, because this is nothing but alcohol. And this just looks gross. I mean, it kind of fits the name. Yeah, but... It mm. does not look appealing in the slightest. You can check it on our Instagram page. Follow us at Nerds in the Kitchen. <laughs> and let's try this. Three... Well, what, do you want me to tell them what's in it? You might want to. I don't want to relive it. Yeah, so, to make your own Gorilla Tit, you'll need some dark rum, bourbon, and some coffee liqueur. Alright, three, two, two one. one. Oh, God! That is so strong. Huh. You actually like it, don't you? No. Remember when I had the Manhattan and I could barely taste it? Same thing? Yeah. I mean, I kind of get it, but I can just tell. Oh. Hold on, I understand this is going to hit me like a friggin' freight train? Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is definitely going to hit someone like a freight train, but it reminds me a lot of an old-fashioned. Yeah, I could definitely, well, bourbon. Yeah, it's bourbon and it's coffee liqueur, but... But, you know what, this isn't the worst thing we've ever had on the show. Not in a long shot. If you want to see what we had last, the worst thing we had last year, please check our previous episode. <laughs> previous episodes. Well, more like the first part of our first episode of the year. Presuming you don't want to get bummed out. Yeah, the, we go very negative in that episode, so listen at your own risk. Considering that we probably give an update that, um... Yeah, one of our statements kind of... Didn't age very well. It kind of aged like milk. Considering the fact that... Should we just say it? Yeah, so for, this is a few weeks out from when this happened, but by the time we got recording, it was too late for us to mention it. Betty White. Betty White. We mentioned it a little bit in, I think, our negativity episode? Mm hmm Yeah, we mentioned some statements about Betty White, and I think worst yet, it came out on the day she died. Yeah, so we basically, we didn't wish her dead or anything, we were just, we weren't, we, wish, I don't think we were wishing her ill or anything. Just, no, we were, I, one of the quotes that I remember us talking about was, we hope she outlived the queen. Yeah, and that didn't happen. No, but, oh anyway, well. Anyway, we're getting distracted again. Again. But, hey, what's new? 
Yeah, right. What's new, Barkeep? Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> a few weeks back, I want to say, what, month back, I think? Something like that. We decided to do Attorney. We really liked that. We really enjoyed that. We like talking about fictional characters and then beating each other up. So we're going to do that again. And with all new characters. We are adding one new rule. Actually, we should probably just go over the rules in general real quick. Yeah, for those who may have missed it, but you should really go check it out. One, no god-level characters. Basically, I said flat out, because this makes sense for a lot of people, no planet tier and above. So anyone who can destroy a planet is off the table. Because otherwise it's literally just, they're going to be the last ones no matter what. Uh, new rule, no meta characters. Yeah, as we saw with the last one. <laughs> hey. Squirrel Girl carried the entire thing. Yes, she did. <laughs> she literally carried that entire team on her back. Ow, her back. Right? I mean, they were nuts for her. <laughs> <laughs> As we both finish off our gorilla tit. So, let's start us off. This one I know, the second one I really don't know. So, you're going to have to help me out on this one. Go for it. So, our first match is Ant-Man versus Rimuru Tempest. Ant-Man is, for those of you who know the movie, is... What it sounds like. He can grow and he can shrink. Rimuru Tempest is an isekai character. Of course. He is technically a slime, but he is the most powerful slime to pretty much ever exist. What makes him special is he used to be human, mm -hmm. of course. Became a slime. He has temperature resistance. He has... Enhanced abilities. Kind of, but at the same time, no. It's like, he has regeneration. Okay. Fucking obviously, he's a slime. But one of the things that makes him special is his abilities. One of them being Predator. He can literally absorb any creature that he sees. Uh, for this one, I'm going to say he's not going to use it. We're just going to go with what we know of him in his human form. Question. And this one I think he might allow, because I think I might, I think Ant-Man might actually have a way to beat him off the get-go and how is that the dude can go into a molecular stage and destabilize oh destabilize him he's actually come back from that really uh-huh someone has actually hit him with a sword that if he got stabbed seven times with it would instantly kill him no matter what and guess what he did he lived he lived <laughs> mind you that was through trickery but yeah but we're talking like actual destabilization mind you he is Amian's also a freaking chemist. He is a chemist. So it wouldn't necessarily be out of the question that he could go to a molecular level and... Yeah, basically, if he could go all the way into mo molecular level, I could definitely see it. Rimuru would have more of a thing... He's not really a fighter, so to say. It's mm -hmm. most of the time when he sees an enemy, his first instinct is to devour it. So the other question is, could he... Like, does the power involve, like, dissolving it into, like, acid? Or is it, like, a gelatinous cube kind of thing? Uh, no. That goes into, like, cold storage where you can't escape. So, Kirby. Kirby, in a sense. So, can he eat things bigger than him? He has eaten a dragon before. Noted. So, the only way how I make it win is via chemical destabil destabilization. Destabilization, and that is if he can do it before Rimuru just outright eats him. Well, that's the other thing, too. It's like, boy, we're doing a lot of ifs and this is Yeah, this is a really difficult one to start us off with, because Ant-Man could literally just destabilize someone by going to the, uh, to the molecular level and just kicking stuff around. But at the same token, he's also more of a roboticist than anything else. Yeah, and how is that going to work with slime? 
here's the problem with superheroes and science. <laughs> they don't fit. If you are a scientist, quotes, that means you know everything about science, quotes. Because mind you, Hank Pym made Ultron, but for, he also made the original Ant-Man serum. Here's where we're having an issue. Where are we putting this? Yeah, that kind of falls into the thing of what was he a professor in? Obviously, all scientists have a general knowledge of all science. Marvel is really bad about that. Well, to be honest, most shows are bad about that. Again, Ultron, growth formula. The growth shrink formula, um, although in the movies it's the fucking suit, but... I'm gonna let Slime Boy win, because realistically, even if, if Hank Pym could get into the molecular level, there is no way how, say, your character could je- couldn't just... Um, yeah, as soon as he tried to go right into him, it was just, oh, hey. <laughs> basically. Because, yeah, he that would take some time to basically be like, okay, what what is this chemical bond, this chemical bond, this chemical bond. Yeah, and at that point, is pretty much coming up with a way to spit you out. Basically. So I'm going to give this... If it, I have to deal with a lot of ifs and buts to get the win, it's not a win. I mean, yeah, it's kind of the same thing here, because he also steals powers from whatever he... Absorbs, which we are not using, so no, he does not gain Ant-Man's powers. Alright, so Rimuru Tempest moves on. Yay. This one, again, I do not know these characters. I know one of them. The other one I don't. Green Lantern versus Urza Scarlet. Okay, this one actually makes a little bit of sense in a weird way. You know how Green Lantern can create anything from his will? Urza Scarlet's kind of the same way with weapons. She can create any weapon she can think of. Okay, out of what exactly? In magic. Like, is there any stipulation stopping her from... Uh, As far as I know, not really. Like, I literally know that she can produce pretty much any weapon and be proficient with it. But I haven't seen Fairy Tale in quite a long time. Okay. So my memory might be a little foggy. Just a bit of behind the scenes here. We had to do a quick thing as I didn't specify which Green Lantern. We rolled for it to make it fair because I was ill-prepared. It landed on Hal Jordan. The Hal Jordan version. So, yeah, this should actually be pretty damn balanced. No. Somewhat, because, <laughs> I mean, as much as Urza Scarlet is very good at creating weapons, Corp! <laughs> well, it's not even that. It's literally, oh, what's that? You need to move into but use your weapons effectively? Clamp! <laughs> Can't move. Which means... Yeah, pretty much. That's that's a no-go. All it takes is pink! Yeah, like, there's not even an if or um or whatever. It's literally... Yeah, she kind of got stomped mm-hmm. in no... that case. Like, the only way how she could... Not even that, because the Green Lanterns don't... Aren't stupid. They're a police force, so they would have shields at the... Their shield at the ready in case... Oh, yeah, even... And even if anyone complains at this point, I am willing to say, like, even if she produced bow and arrow and fired a shot super quick, that's just... Bink. Well, yeah, like I said, they're aura. Like when you see them with the auras, that's basically a shield. So they would be fine. The only real luck she would have gotten, which she didn't get, is if she went against Alan Scott. I am unfamiliar with Alan. He Scott. was the very first Green Lantern. Oh, and his weakness was wood. Oh yeah, I could have seen that arrow. Yeah, if it was an arrow, he. It's very possible she could have just headshotted him and done. Unlucky for Urza, so Green Lantern's moving on. So next on the list, this is going to be one we're going to have to talk about just a wee bit. Just for 
pragmatic sex. And I will say, last time we used a random tournament generator, this time we built the damn thing ourselves. Tara, Black Panther. Here's the question we gotta ask ourselves. Okay, yeah, I can already see where this is going. Would she be able to use a stadium as a weapon? I would say if the stadium is made of stone, better yet, would she be able to use the vibranium? That's a good question, because I think she only controls earth, not metal. Yeah, because Black Panther's suit is made entirely of vibranium. Yeah, like he's... Because I think Terra literally can only control rock. So. I'm only familiar with the Teen Titans version of her, which had her in a very early stage of her progression, I think. Uh, okay, maybe like ground, rocks, and earth-like material. So yeah, no, vibranium is a smelted metal. Okay, so she cannot manipulate his suit directly. No. So that's already going to put her at a massive disadvantage, because that suit enhances... Well, not just the suit, but also the serum. Well, the other thing you also have to look into, the only way how she could really win this... Is if she could clamp him shut with the stadium. Yeah, or collapse in on itself. I would say she might be able to use the floor, because really that depends on the stadium itself. Like, if we're thinking your typical arena-style match, most of those are going to be on either sand or... Mm-hmm. Wood or something, but if you're thinking of something like an, an, MMA, or an something. MMA fight or a wrestling ring, there's no earth in there to bend. Concrete. There is concrete. Here's where that's where we're having the issue. What stipulation are we throwing down? Because we threw in a few of these, like the first one, we haven't thought about using it as a weapon. We have not thought about. I think if you're able to use the stadium as a weapon, you should, because that is. I see that as resourceful. Okay. Second thing we also look into, how fast could Black Panther dig himself out of a rock pile? That is a good question. I don't think we really have an answer to that one. It also depends how deep she digs it. That is another good point. And the last question is, would she think of doing that before Black Panther got a hold of her? Yeah, because I could see pretty much at that point, if she had earth to bend, I could just see her literally pulling herself up to give her time to think to escape Black Panther... But if it's a, basically a cage-like thing, all he has to do is climb, climb, jump. And then, yeah, pretty much got her. Yeah. Unless she's very good at dodging. It's kind of like how what kind of how, stadium yeah. or arena are we using here? Yeah, we're basically... Because our original thing is that's the original loadouts, and Black Panther would have a suit, Terra would have her powers. Everything else is literally speculation. Absolutely. That's something we need to make clear right now. All of this is speculation. We could be wrong about something. Mm-hmm. Please don't roast us <laughs> that hard. Okay, so let's... Okay, I'm gonna, let's do this fairly. Highs or lows? Ooh. So we're going to roll dice for it? Yes. Highs, she gets a bit... She is able to basically use her abilities... For it. Okay. Lowe's, she d- it's basically a stadium without it. Give us a second while we figure that out. Okay, we've just rolled the dice and it is a very big high. So yeah, so Terra would be able to, the entire stadium would be, underneath would be rock-ish of some kind. Some sort of earth that she can manipulate. So the question is, would Black Panther have enough time to realize what she's doing before she got, before she crushed him? So here's the thing we also look at behind it too. Are we using Teen Titans Terra from the TV show or comic book Terra? Because if we're going with comic book Terra, 
She's a lot more powerful because she's... Not what I was going for. Well, I mean, if you're using the Cho mm-hmm. version of Terra, she was she struggled with Raven. Here's my thing behind it, though. Comic book Terra, she, her entire thing is manipul- manipulation and toying with people. Oh, so playing around with them. So it's entirely possible that Black Panther would be able to realize, oh, this is her power. Oh, shit. I need to neutralize her quickly. Yeah, I think if it got to the point where, yeah, if she really let her ego get to her, Mm -hmm. that might end up backfiring her on her in the end. Yeah, because I could definitely see her doing some, like, practice shots, like, just to see what she could do and what, you know what I'm getting at? I mean, it's kind of the same way in the show. She's very cocky. So, yeah, I think Black Panther would realize this is what she can do. Either he would realize that either she's a telepath. Either she's some kind of telepath or she's an earth manipulator. So I think Black Panther is probably going to win this because he's fast enough that he might be able to... And he's very quick on his feet, as he has proven very many times. Yeah, I think this is the first time we've actually had a non-powered person... Advance. ...against a powered person. I mean, there's a first for everything. So? So with that, I think we're both in agreement. Black Panther advances. All right, so now we got Todoroki versus Kenshin. Okay, this is... Isn't Roroni Kenshin... Is this Roroni Kenshin we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he said just Kenshin. I know that's not going to make a lot of sense for people, so his full name is Himura Kenshin. And if I remember correctly, it's from Roroni Kenshin. Uh, I think that's a show name. Basically, he's your standard samurai. And that means he's going to lose. Pretty much. He's a very damn good samurai, but I mean, he's up against Shoto Todoroki, who can bend fire and ice. This is going to actually just boil down to ego, actually, as to who gets the first strike. That is, that is true. I can see Todoroki's ego not really playing in all that much. Because Todoroki is efficient. Todoroki is efficient to a T. So basically it boils down to who gets the first strike. Yep, is it Kenshin or is it Todoroki? I could see Todoroki just turning the whole field into an ice pit. Yeah, I could see him, I could see Todoroki winning this one because I don't know enough about Kenshin to do this. As far as I know, Kenshin is a very damn good samurai, but even then, samurais still need the ground to move, and when your ground is slippery? And even then, it's, again, we said Todoroki's efficient, so it would just be like, oh, encompassed yeah literally just ice field as soon as he tried to move probably made an area super slick with ice and then just spike spike or hold spike or hold either way we're both in agreement Todoroki's moving on yep all right let's go to the next one's up Okay, so before we continue on, we had to do a real quick pause. Yeah, we realized we were one short a piece. Yay! <laughs> Hooray. So we both added in another character. So we'll get to them when we get to them. Yeah, but before we continue on, we got a second drink here that's waiting. So what we got here, Dane? For our second drink, we have what is called a Blue Lagoon. Looks pretty. It is a very pretty drink. Follow us at Nerds in the Kitchen for a picture. <laughs> Well, how do you make a Blue Lagoon, sir? To make your own Blue Lagoon, you will need vodka, blue curacao, lemonade, and a maraschino cherry and orange slice for garnish. All right, let's try this. Three, Three two, two, one. one. <laughs> oh, that is a... Oh, it definitely tastes like lagoon water. 
God, I think that's a lemonade. I think it went bad. All right, we're done for that. Sorry, folks. Oh, okay. We're probably going to have to redo that. All right, pause. Three, two, one. Oh, that's much better. That is so much better. So if you're curious about why we did the countdown again... We basically had to remake our own lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so let's start at the top, shall we? Yeah, let's get to round two. This one's going to be all you. That's going to be Elodius versus Rimuru Tempest. Okay, so this is actually going to be an interesting one. Because we know a little bit about Rimuru Tempest from... Our last one, but Melodius has a special ability along with a secret one. One that we should take into consideration first because it's the one he's known for. Perfect defense or perfect reflect as some people call it. That can pretty much reflect any attack that is thrown at him back at the user. Now when it comes down to it, depending on what Rimuru would throw at Melodius, he could perfect reflect it. But... A lot of Rimuru's stuff he's also resistant to, but he's also got a demon form. Not Rimuru, mm -hmm. Melodius. Melodius also has a demon form. So here's a question for you. Really just boils down to who would get the first strike again. Well, pretty much it wouldn't even matter who got the first strike because I feel like it'd come down to the point of whatever Rimuru threw at Melodius, Melodius would perfect reflect it. If he knew it was coming. If he if he knows it's coming and he's able to perfectly time it with the broken end of his sword, yes, he carries a broken sword, but if he times it perfectly with that, he can perfect reflect it. But again, that's... Would he be able to get that in time? And the thing is, once Rimuru realizes that, especially since he's probably starting with a lot of things that he's very good at not taking damage from? That's the other thing. He's also a slime, so he's super... Even if he gets smacks himself with Devour, he's probably going to come back from it. Yeah, I mean, he can't, he can't devour himself. Yeah, that's what it's like. Eventually, it boils down to either who gets the first strike or who's going to wear down the other. Yeah, and at this point, I would actually say it'd probably be Rimuru. Because as much as Demon Form Melodius is kind of a badass, Rimuru is not unfamiliar with demons. Especially demon lords. Alright, so Rimuru moves forward. So here's one that's... Gonna be interesting. Just because technically there might be a stalemate. This is gonna be a first. Oh yeah, that's right. I think I know who this is. Green Lantern versus Darwin. So this is what is happening. Everybody knows Green Lantern. Not a lot of people know who Darwin is. If you've ever seen X-Men First Class, you know the guy that could adapt to almost everything? That's Darwin. He is significantly stronger in the comics. Like, let's put it this way. He was able to take Hulk punches. Yeah, that is a very strong dude. Holy shit. So what happened, like, it got to the point where once Hulk got super overpowered, even his ability was like, listen, brah, I'm out, and he teleports away. Oh my god. So, yeah, this dude's able to tank a punch from the Hulk. And mind you guys, when the Hulk is not super angry, he can lift mountains. Yeah, so this is where we're going to have to have a bit of a discussion here. Because all Green Lantern has to do is float. And, yeah, no, he can't touch him, really. Mm -hmm. I don't think Darwin can use any sort of flight no he's basically his entire thing is defense so yeah unless he brought a gun to the fight and even then you're not getting through that shield and it also boils down to how 
So now we're just basically a test of endurance. It Yeah, it basically becomes a test of endurance. Is Green Lantern's ring going to run out of juice, or is Darwin going to get tired first? And even then, even if his ability lets him get tired, he's just going to bloop out of the way, so he's not going to really lose. Yeah, so it's kind of like it's going to become a major test of endurance because, yeah, Darwin's going to keep trying to stay out of the way just to make sure his ability doesn't run out physically. I don't know if his ability can run out. That's the problem. I mean, eventually he's going to have to sleep. And I think it still affects him even when he's asleep. Yeah, so at that point, it basically becomes how long can Green Lantern's ring hold a charge? And how well can Darwin fight against a human Hal Jordan? But then again, it also boils down to if Darwin can get to that point, he's basically got the match because Hal wouldn't be able to hurt him. No, at that point, absolutely not. Because I forgot, this is actually the Hal Jordan version mm-hmm. of Green Lantern. So yeah, this, I think this has to go to Darwin. Wait, no, because not even Green Lantern would be able to restrain Darwin because his body would be like, oh, what's that, Green Lantern energy? Yellow. Something like that. Yeah, no, like legit, it would be like, oh, what's that, Green? Just turns him yellow. That oh, means that... Green, to a yellow core. Yeah, so that means that Green Lantern would not be able to touch him. Wow, so yeah, Darwin. <laughs> And even if Hal decided to pull a Terra and try to tear up the fucking uh, thing, it's like, oh, what's that? Throw a rock? Pump. Oh, well, that, his body is just like, well, I can take it. I can hit a, a rock and hit me now. That's that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm very, it's like, I know of Darwin, but I'm not very familiar with him from the comics. Yeah, so I, I think this is literally the fact that since Hal can't really overpower him or make him run, he's, he's got to lose. Hal's got to go down. Hal has to go down because his ring can't hold out forever. Mm-hmm. As unlikely as it is, Darwin moves forward. Shit. Okay. This one is going to be another question because I don't know the lore very well for Black Panther. Black Panther versus, versus Todoroki. Okay. I know that Black Panther's suit helps to resist extreme temperatures. And that's the thing. Technically speaking... If, he, if Todoroki tried to use any kind of fire, it would not work because fire is friction. Yeah. So the vibranium would just... The fi- the vibranium would pretty much just absorb any sort of fire mm-hmm. that Todoroki threw at him. So he'd have to rely entirely on his ice. And the other thing is, I think... I need to double check this because I think that suit is, lit- is both vibranium and adamantium. Okay, so we just did a little bit of research. If we're just talking the MCU, no, he doesn't have adamantium. But we're not talking about the MCU. We are talking of the comics. And his claws are adamantium. So, yeah, that basically goes to the point of could Todoroki get a strike off on him before he's able to slice it with the claws? Which, if he manages to encase him, which is entirely possible, all he has to do is just scratch, 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 crack out. If he tries to pummel him with ice shards, that vibranium is just going to eat it. Yeah, no, it'd pretty much be a case of, like, he'd have to try and impale him, which would be a case of, like, trying to pull an Iron Maiden. Yeah, there's nothing, and plus would Togoroki even, one, resort to that, and two, last that long? For resorting to that, absolutely not. And would he last that long? That's the other question. Yeah, pretty much once Todoroki realized his fire was pretty much worthless against him, he does have a bit of a downfall. His ice also freezes him. The thing is, Chala is also a very, very good fighter and strategist. 
So I could see Chalov basically taking his time and being smart about it. Yeah, pretty much. I could see Black Panther pretty much taking his time, just dodging the attacks, the ones that he needs to dodge. Yeah. Trying to figure out his pattern and then just going in for the strike. So are we at agreement here? I think pretty much, because unless, yeah, unless he went, unless we went against Todoroki's morals, he's not going to win this. Alright, next on the line. This is the one we had to throw in. This one's going to be interesting. (laughs) This one I think is actually going to be a hands-down a winner. Roy Mustang versus the Human Torch. Yeah, the Fire Alchemist versus the person that can make himself out of fire. And I think he can also absorb heat. Yeah, so Roy Mustang will pretty much be sitting there snapping away with the Human Torch literally sitting there going, Ah! (laughs) Yeah, so I don't think he's going to last. No, not really. (laughs) All right, so Human Torch was on? Yeah, Human Torch goes forward. All right, so we're on the semifinals. So this is going to be a a question we're going to have to ask ourselves. Rimuru versus Darwin. Ooh, so the ultimate predator versus the ultimate defender. Would being eaten trigger Darwin's ability? Not really. At least I don't think so. Because there are, he's gone up against enemies who have been able to adapt like that before. And he's still eaten them. Again, Hulk Punch Defense. Hulk Punch Defense. That's, yeah, that's true. But he's gone up against an Orc Lord. And he's also gone up against a Dragonling, but we're but, not going to get into that. But again, Hulk Punch Defense. <laughs> Hulk Punch Defense. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much at this point, the only way I can see Rimuru winning, because he would just basically be like, water slice. Psh! Oh, well, that tickled. Oh, what's that? Eat chunk. <laughs> <laughs> Not even really that. It's more like all encompass. And then just probably something that... And then <laughs> he just pops out like, oh, hi. <laughs> <laughs> like it basically, his body would be like having him like destabilize around him or something. Like literally his... This is not fourth wall. This is almost like meta bullcrap. Like, you know when you're a kid, like, nah, I got a fourth wheel that blocks this, and nah, that is Darwin. <laughs> that is literally Darwin. <laughs> yeah, but that's kind of the thing, though. Would Darwin's ability be able to counteract Predator? Because Predator isn't an attack, so to say. It's literally just moving him from one place to another. I mean, that's the other thing. Like, if his body feels like it's in danger, because that's the entire thing. Yeah, it, I mean, in all honesty, the funny thing is, if you actually watch some of the stuff, you realize that all the stuff he eats isn't dead and can still freely move around. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know, because I think he's also got abilities that also make him not teleport. I mean, that'd be his thing, like, adapt to also not be able to teleport to a dangerous location. That's true. Oh, man, this is a hard one. Mm-hmm. The ultimate predator versus the ultimate defense. That actually is the ultimate defense. That actually <laughs> is the ultimate defense versus what is considered to be the ultimate predator. A slime that literally cannot be stopped. And an immovable object versus... The in the can puncture anything spear. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, this is an actual good deliberation because it basically boils down to the point of could Darwin's ability adapt fast enough to escape Rimuru's predator? I say yes because Hulk punch defense. <laughs> Hulk punch defense. Because remember, just because Hulk is super strong, those strikes have to be insanely fast. That is very true. 
Yeah, I will say, he's gone up against an orc lord before, but Rimuru has not gone up against someone who could adapt to him so fast as mm -hmm. well. So literally, he'd be sitting there trying to figure out what he can do, and he's only had one enemy who could do that to him as well, and he struggled heavily. Yeah, it's not like Darwin can do anything against him, though. Yeah, that's kind of the problem, is that because he's a slime... He's technically a slime. The minute Darwin tries to punch him, it's just like, whoop, boing. <laughs> I hate to say this, we might have to do our first draw. So it's literally a standstill. Darwin can't hurt him. And, and Rimuru can't eat him. So yeah, this literally would turn into a standstill because Darwin would need to sleep eventually. And even then, his ability still, I think, procs. Yeah, technically Rimuru doesn't need sleep, but... Even if Darwin somehow managed to damage him, he literally what has what's called super health potions, which restores 99% of the body. So yeah, this is... It's our literal first draw because the other because one contestant can't take the other out. Neither contestant can take each other out. They can't... Here's the thing. They can't push each other out. No. Nope. This is not like a clay face situation where you can just... No. It, they can't knock each other out. Nope, because Rimuru, Rimuru can't fall asleep, but that's only if he runs out of magicules, mm -hmm. which he's very aware of now. Restraint. Would he be able to restrain Darwin? Uh, it is possible. He can, he might have an ability that does that. I'm trying to actually think. I'm running the show through my head right now. Because that's the other thing too. That would be the other thing. Even if he could restrain him, would Darwin's ability also proc because he considers that a threat? Uh, for all intensive purposes, I think the only way he could do that is to actually go into his slime form and then just wrap around him. And yeah, that I think would probably proc his defense. And if it was even trying to do like a full Nelson hold, Darwin's part of the X-Men. Yeah, physical training. So, draw? Uh, I agree there. Fucking draw. <laughs> so, literally... It's a double knockout. Mm-hmm. Nothing can be done. So this is our last one. And I think technically there's no... It's technically our semifinals, but, yeah. you know, because of the double knockout, it's our final. So here's the other thing we gotta... Here's in this final fight. Black Panther, Human Torch. Here's the question. Would the Human Torch be able to get the Vibranium hot enough to, to melt it? That's the only way how we could win. Yeah, because... I think, how is it that they actually mold vibranium? I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I I think they tried to explain it in the MCU, but... I don't know. Oh, that's a very good question. Could the Human Torch get the vibranium hot enough? And would D'Challa realize what he's doing before that happened? Well, that and the Human Torch can fly. So if you could basically stay out of his uh, range... It too melted. It would take five thousand four hundred and seventy-five degrees. Okay, five thousand degrees. About uh, fifty-five hundred. Let's round up. Okay, so fifty-five hundred degrees. And then human torch. And how hot can the human torch burn? Is the question. How hot can the human torch get? Yeah, he could. Oh, so he can get up to fifty-five hundred degrees. Try closer to a million. Holy shit! So, uh, Human Torch wins? Um... Unless T'Challa would get to him first. Yeah, that's kind of the question. So, we now know that 
the Human Torch can melt his vibranium, but how long would it take for him to do so? Because D'Challa, like you said, is a very smart strategist. Yeah, but how would you fight? If you're stuck in a cage match, how do you fight something made of fire? Yeah, and not only that, that could easily melt you and no... Because here's the other thing you also got to look at. T'Challa and Reed Richards have a very, very tight connection. They have worked together. So they probably know how to use that suit if it was to get in the hands of evil. I could definitely see it. I, I'm i unfamiliar with the Fantastic Four as a whole, because all I saw was that really bad movie. Which one? <laughs> oh! oh! Shots fired! <laughs> but yeah, that... I, I gotta give this to the Human Torch. I think so. so yeah, or <laughs> the sixth character to get added in. <laughs> Literally took the whole thing. Human Torch wins. It's the Trojan horse. <laughs> God, that's actually really interesting how we got our first knockout. Because the only way how I could see us being fairly into the fight for those two would be if we flipped a coin. Which is not... That isn't really fair in a... I mean, it does come down to odds at that point. Yeah, but there's nothing either one can do. I I know that feels like a super cop-out. So yeah, Human Torch. Human Torch won because the other two couldn't hit each other. Also, just for clarification, this was Johnny Storm. I thought ahead on this. <laughs> I'm guessing there were multiple Human Torches. Uh, there was actually one person... You know what? I'll explain it when we get done. After this, we're done with this episode. Okay. But with that, we should probably call because this is probably super long. Oh, yeah, it is. But with that, I have been Luke. I've been Dane. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.